Aalto University Podcast. Cloud Reachers, Season 1, Episode 1. So my name is Mika J. Lehtonen and I'm joined here by Tomi Kauppinen. Hello, my name is Tomi Kauppinen, like Mika said. I'm your host here for the Cloud Reachers podcast. Yeah, and this is actually quite exciting. So, so Tomi, we have been discussing this for for quite some time now that we should be starting something like this. Um, but before jumping ahead, um, why don't we you know, talk a bit about where we come from and who we are. Um, so here's my question. How's your morning been so far? What have you done? Uh, well, it's a rainy day. I mean, it's autumn, <laughs> October, <laughs> Finland. Um, I was um, having a small coffee at the learning center and thinking about the big questions, big things um, um, that I would like to discuss with you in this this podcast. And I think these are the same things that anyways um, lead my work and our work. Yeah. And and actually, if I may continue a bit on that, um, how does how does this relate to your work? Because you've been doing you've been engaged in this topic for quite many years now, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in in my view um learning and online learning this is um this is very much about media uh this is essentially media production but uh, it's not just i mean any media production if it if it can be anyways uh any media production in any case uh but it's this is media production for learning so some some media that in fact support learning somebody to learn something useful yeah yeah And, and and you also have um so you've been you've been engaged in this kind of projects or initiatives like not only in Aalto University or, or Finland but but also in Germany right yeah yeah absolutely so that started when I went to uh, be in Germany in Münster as a postdoc it was two 2010 mm. and my boss back then said that uh, Tommy you have uh, complete freedom to do your teaching as you want. And I was thinking that, wow, this is something, because nobody <laughs> ever told me before that, that I was I had complete freedom to to uh, design my teaching. So I was thinking, okay, how do I want to do it? Um, and I came up with the idea that I, I really want to get rid of lectures. I mean, not completely. Mm. Of course, this kind of five or 10 minutes, 15 minute, small mini lectures, micro lectures, if you like. Uh, should still be um, useful, but uh, more like workshop style, more discussion based, more collaboration based, project based, yeah. if you like, um, sessions with students. And um, online learning was the only solution I I could come up with mm. to still be able to deliver information, engage people with exercises, tutorial materials, and so on. I mean, media essentially. And then when they are ready, they mm. can come uh, in a flipped classroom way to the sessions where we can bring things forward uh, to the next level and essentially mm. learn perhaps something also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, that's actually funny because um, <clears throat> that kind of made me think like, how did I start 
doing these things and and that reminded me of um, of my my boss actually in Japan when this was way later no afterwards like 2013 no 2015 i think when my my boss told me that yeah um we would like can you can you do online can can you convert our workshops into online format and that was like kind of really straightforward question and i had no idea like he asked me to like you know can you start looking into moodle and i was completely clueless back then i was like okay what let's let's look into this and then i started doing some initial videos i i hijacked um my colleague michael um to join these small videos and i mean it was quite interesting like those first moments when you start kind of playing around with new things and then you have no idea um what it actually implies and you know how it kind of connects with like bigger transformations or bigger schemes in a way but um uh, as a as a question or follow up for you then Tommy how did it feel for you like the first moment when you started doing or producing this online content or videos or it was a fascinating mom- uh, mo- uh, moment uh, first of all because uh, i realized that i can actually capture by just writing a text i was using wordpress based uh, installation mm-hmm. for for delivering the materials i realized that i can um, really had have a lot of um, exercises a lot of tutorial materials online and also let people to play with data i mean i'm teaching information visualization mostly mm-hmm. so um really play with the data and different visualization approaches all online mm-hmm. but still have discussions in the i mean like i said in the workshops workshop style sessions uh face to face with other students and um that was that was a big um moment but i also even beyond that was that uh, i realized that also other people find these materials i mean online mm. oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah yeah i started to get invitations by different universities and conferences yeah uh, to run tutorials based on the online materials wow of course we also submitted i mean our own tutorial proposals mm-hmm. but uh, mm. in addition to that we also got invitations so i think mm. Uh, getting these first invitations that was the big <laughs> momentum i would say yeah was it actually intentional like when so you made all the content publicly available yeah but what like did you like anticipate this or uh i no. i honestly i didn't i didn't yeah. i was thinking that the i mean if you want to deliver to your own students of course you have to have them in some online platform yeah yeah um I mean, WordPress-based uh, installations were the solution, kind of straightforward solution to deliver mm. these materials to our own students. And yeah. at the side, I was thinking that, okay, yeah, perhaps somebody might find this useful also elsewhere, but that was really not the intention. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that is super interesting. But, okay, but <clears throat> fast forward, 2018, what are you doing now? Um, what keeps you busy? We have uh, the project Alta Online Learning since 2016 January, mm. so that's now uh, over 100 pilots that we have been running. It's uh, also a lot of proactively done productions, if you like. Mm. For example, 360 uh, productions. I mean, filming filming at 360 and virtual reality, and um, then meeting people here mm. at the Aldo University and also beyond. So we have uh, guests from abroad 
coming up uh, also we get invitations to share our views <laughs> yeah. with the with the other um, communities um, developing essentially online learning so that's I mean that's uh, that's essentially and so and uh, in a sense mm. community building within the Aldo University and beyond yeah that are yeah. interested in in improving learning yeah and and again like that's I think that's one of the beautiful aspects like when you meet these people who are like similar like-minded people who also want to kind of rethink or think like how can we kind of I don't know if boosting our teaching is the right word but just came into my mind as a yeah, first word absolutely absolutely because we have to realize that people are quite often pretty alone in their departments and units mm. I mean they might be the really literally only ones who are really interested in in improving learning in in their context. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that this happens. So el- er- everywhere, I mean, there are, uh, of course, uh, many departments and units that are really active. I mean, but but um, but if you think about those uh, that uh, feel that, they I mean, they would like to do something, but they have really nobody to, you know, develop uh, their teaching mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So how about really bringing these people together under different themes, be it online textbooks or video production or yeah, even podcasts, yeah. I mean anything. And then letting them to to develop their teaching and also develop they they themselves, their skills mm-hmm. and essentially have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and that I I think what you just said kind of serves as a nice segue to why we are here in the studio right now, um, you know, tell these f- interesting stories about people pushing their boundaries or reaching the clouds. And 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 that's actually something I guess we should kind of talk a bit about. So cloud reaches. How do you, how do you see that? Like, how would you kind of pave way for those who are just kind of tuning in for the first time? Like, what does it, what do we mean by that? Yeah. Excellent. So um, obviously, if you think about the um, future of learning, future of education, um, trying to develop something, uh, we need to have a dream, right? Yeah. And yeah. sky, cloud, I mean, these are typical metaphors for kind of trying to reach out those dreams. Um, cloud Reachers is, uh, is a name that doesn't really carry too much meaning yet. Mm. Uh, obviously, cloud has a metaphorical meaning, uh, reaching as well. Uh, but um, together, it can basically mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, it would be nice really within this podcast to um, try to define with our guests uh, what do they mean by um, reaching out clouds in their own field. What is there some uh, pedagogical method or some mm. person or some initiative, some like forerunner course that has been the cloud reacher in their field? Or is the cloud reaching something that should happen in the future or will happen in the future? Mm. And what exactly. are kind of the letters or staircases <laughs> to really reach out <laughs> yeah. these clouds? Yeah. Yeah, I think like in, in that connection, I think it would also be interesting to kind of reflect on um, kind of failed attempts, you know, this kind of trial and error, like some things work really well, but then some things just don't work in that context. So kind of sharing sharing uh, experiences or failures as well and 
what did people learn from them man absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely that you made a really good point because i mean if you really try to reach out clouds you know you might also fail and it's yeah, it's completely yeah. fine to fail because that's also how we learn right yeah exactly and i think I, actually that's i i don't know how you how you feel about feel about this or let's see how far we need to go with this topic but like when you think of teaching i mean um I don't know how many students feel that, you know, when they enter a classroom, they, they wait. I wonder if they are expecting an already made package, mm-hmm. but then from a teacher's point of view, I mean, it's always going to be coming like course is never finished as such. I mean, you always get like, you know, external inputs and then internal insights or feedback. So it's always kind of ever developing mm-hmm. circle or spiral, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, This is an interesting point because at the same time um, students might uh, expect a structure, a lot of structure. Because this is, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this is also yeah. creating creating um, trust to the system that there is some some support if they if they fail. So there is at least the structure available. But at the same time, if mm-hmm. if you have a lot of micromanaging, a lot of structures, I mean, <laughs> yeah. when when is when do you have the Um, chance to fail and learn from the failures. I mean, dr- learn from, let's say, uh, drafts, draft versions, some yeah, sketches yeah. Um, about your project work, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you get feedback uh, for your learning if you can mm. kind of never fail? If there is, if the structure says that okay, do this exercise tomorrow, do this exercise, it's um, yeah, it's a it's mm. a big question. Yeah. Yeah, like this whole aspect of, well, maybe that that's like a topic for another episode, but this whole concept of failures and, you know, how do we learn from failures and instead of like shying away from them, like, you know, I don't want to fail, you know, I came here to succeed and get a degree yeah. and, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, b- before we started recording, um, you had some keywords, you wrote down some keywords and some, you know, ideas and can you share a bit like shed a bit of light on those yeah there? yeah absolutely so um i i would like to think about everything um around stories so if i if i make a invited talk or prepare to this kind of podcast um i would like to think of it as as a story so obviously you need to have the kind of the characters and uh, places times the scene and um And uh, if you think about, um, for example, the word collaboration that I wrote, mm. this is this yeah. involves, of course, people. It involves uh, places. And uh, if you think about online learning, quite often it happens that there is not really any place for collaboration or discussions mm. even. Yeah, yeah. Beyond, um, let's say, discussion forum. Yeah. Where people complain that nobody discusses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Um, so those those were um, some words that I was writing, and also um, perhaps to share a few others is that um, that one way to think of um, of learning is that uh, that it's kind of learning in some methods. But then the big question is the why question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, how is also important, but then why question. So. Hmm. So I was also writing society, I mean, solving grand challenges. I'm not saying that we have to solve all grand challenges <laughs> and all societal problems in all courses, but yeah. but at least have some flavor. And it can be, 
you know, just rename your course. I mean, instead of information visualization, how about, you know, uh, solutions for the society? Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, Solving grand mm. challenges for the society. Yeah. And yeah. then within that, uh, still learn how information visualization can help us to understand something. Yeah, yeah. And isn't that like when we talk about blended learning, for example, we always talk like, or we often talk about blending different technologies, whether it's like online, offline, digital, analog. But then, like what you are kind of referring to here is kind of blending university and the society so it's not like you know you enter a university space and then you learn there and then you come back to the society but absolutely point, yeah yeah very good point excellent point and i think you have done uh, very interesting work in your nordic rebels uh, i mean i was visiting your uh, fantastic event uh, oh, last week so i think that was a pure example of of this kind of blending between the society and the university. Can you perhaps share something about that? Like, how do you see, mm. what is this, what is the idea behind Nordic Rebels? Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point, Tommy, or good question. So, like, the really, really broad philosophy behind this was to uh, take the take the university where the students are. Um, because in, in 2017, like, the first blended iteration of the course, um, one student... Um, they came to me and said like, hey, um, it was really, really fun to listen to the podcasts, which we, it wasn't really intentional that we made them. It was more like an add-on. So they mentioned that, you know, they were listening to this while they were cleaning or or one other student mentioned that they were jogging and listening to them at the same time. And then that made me feel that, like, huh, maybe there is something. And it's it's really not like groundbreaking as such. But then, you know, then you start thinking like, okay, how do we combine all these elements in a way that, you know, creates these holistic experiences and at the same time gives agency to students, like shows that, you know, hey, you actually have a role to play in the society. Like we need you in a way. Um, that was kind of like really in a, in a nutshell. And yeah, maybe it actually goes back to when, when I was studying. Um, Back in the days in uh, political science, you know, when I was taking just lectures and text uh, book exams, I was just wondering, like, was this really the reason I studied for the entrance exam? Like, what's the kind of added value of getting a, getting a degree? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the result was magnificent I mean, yes, uh, last week. I saw mm. a lot of student groups. Uh, they were really super excited about their topics, yeah, and yeah. Uh, shared um, results. Essentially, their solutions with within fantastic pitches. So, yeah, really, really interesting cool. event. Did Did you actually manage to uh, stalk, talk with any of the? <laughs> I was about to say stalk. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but talk with any of the teams or? Uh, I talked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. talked with a few teams. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there was uh, this break for 30 minutes and I think uh, yeah. I got a chance to talk with some of the people. Yeah, I was because like what was really surprising to me in a way that, um, well, I kind of got the feeling that the teams, they want to continue forward with their concepts. But then what really uh, struck me as interesting was that some, some people from the audience, they also came and said like, hey, if this team would like to... Um, continue I would be happy to mentor them 
And that was quite like surprising, definitely in a good way. That you know, that you know, there can be a continuation. Like it doesn't have to leave, like in a certain point where the university ends in a way. Or yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, and um, it reminds me that um, in um, in Germany we uh, I'm teaching there as well. Actually, a course called Geoinformation for Society. So that's an information, oh, okay. it's a visualization yeah. course, but named exactly <laughs> according to the. The uh, idea I just shared. Um, anyway, there, there we decided a few years ago that we'll start um, collecting all the inform- um, information visualization works by student groups mm. and sharing them online. It can be kind of having this kind of nutrition facts about all different works, yeah. and then sharing what they are and how they were done and uh, what kind of data they were using. Yeah. And this um, this idea came up uh, exactly from this kind of same. Uh, same setting that you were just mentioning. So students um, would like to somehow share their work, and also there is interest in their work. So yeah, people yeah. would like to continue. Um, I mean, we we were having a um, lot of data about the city of Münster, for example. So city representatives are showing interest in mm-hmm. the, in the works by students. So kind of not stopping where the course stops, but yeah, also yeah. really sharing the results, then also letting people to engage with the with the results. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that is that is super, super important. And uh, I'm afraid that in especially online learning or perhaps also in traditional learning settings, this is quite often really forgotten. I mean this chance of actually um, treating our students as, as super active uh, citizens and uh, mm. and uh, people who can offer a lot of a uh, lot of solutions and value for the society yeah and companies. exactly yeah like this uh, I think I don't know how you feel about this Tommy but whenever there's um, when you mention that this is like a student event or student showcase then it's then it sets like certain expectations but when you take that prefix away then people have like a complete different attitude and I think that's something that you know Like in all these initiatives, would be great to uh, to see that you know, like these are equal, like everyone is like an equal member of a society, and you know this contribution aspect. Then, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For example, those um, those student works they are shared within a smart cities initiative. Mm. Of course, you can dig in and and see that there are student works, but yeah, that's not yeah. the point. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just um, are they still online? Like yeah, they are still they available. Are, they are still online. Actually, okay. we actually wrote a paper about it, the concept, and um, and uh, got it published in the World Wide Web conference yeah. this year, in a workshop on uh, smart cities. But it's in the proceedings of the WWW conference ah. or, or the web conference, like it's named <laughs> nowadays. But anyway, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. it's. Um, Um, actually, um, one big company uh, just recently contacted me. I, I wouldn't like to share the name yeah, of the yeah. company because <laughs> they tried to hire me and I don't want it to go online. But anyway, they um, they contacted me and they were super excited about the concept and uh, yeah, and uh, they would like to somehow use it. And uh, yeah, so it's raising interest. Cool. And I think this is something that we should really be doing with the within the online learning settings like really capturing um, these these magnificent uh, results of uh, student mm. projects and then with their permission of course share yeah. them uh, to wider public yeah absolutely and and I think 
that kind of nicely extends um, the discussion on like what is blended learning and what is kind of flipped classroom and like moving away from these percentages and absolutely 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 and also nice that you mentioned flipped classroom because i mean how about if we have um i mean let's say we have a session on on some topic in a, in a course how about we uh, let students to look at earlier years works on related yeah, topics yeah. by different student groups in addition to let, letting them reading articles and so on yeah and then yeah. Uh, come up with open questions that they still have after looking at these examples. Yeah. I mean, exactly. something that still um, drives them uh, to learn more mm, beyond mm. what they have learned by looking at uh, different prototypes or or readings. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, and you know, when that happens, and then you start to see like this uh, certain look in, in, uh, in the students' eyes, that, you know, they have this, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm romanticizing this, but kind of um, this uh, thirst for learning. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean. What do we really want to do? Do we want to give a lecture, um, like one and a half hours lectures to students mm. who don't show up, uh, perhaps who don't really pay attention, mm. or do we first want to, you know, get let them uh, develop this kind of thirst for learning, yeah. and then yeah. share what we might know about some topic. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I mean, yeah, I mean, like that—that that was uh, what I, what I learned in in Germany from my great boss uh, Werner Kuhn. Uh, mm. Now there's a professor in, in Santa Barbara, so he uh, he was using a um, setting where he gave uh, students uh, a reading or some other materials, and then asked them to submit three questions. Mm-hmm. Each of them, let's say 50 students. Yeah, all of them submitted these uh, three questions by email. Or by text messages. I mean, whatever is the mm. medium. <laughs> and I was also, uh, I think, uh, for three years, I was um, teaching in in his course um, students about knowledge graphs and ontologies. Uh, so I mean, I was also practicing the same same habit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then our promise was that okay, we'll we'll um, make a lecture or the session just based on those questions. Nothing else. Wow. Nothing else. Yeah. I mean that's a promise. I mean, mm, mm. promise to students that we don't deal about any kind of closed questions. Yeah. We only deal yeah. with open questions. I mean, the eyes of students are rather different <laughs> <laughs> if you deliver only uh, information that they really, really want to hear. Wow. Yeah. How how was can can you share any insights from that session? Well, I think, uh, I mean, first of all, like you said about the eyes, I mean, eyes were completely different. People yeah. were leaning forward <laughs> rather than leaning <laughs> backwards. Yeah. Uh, they were super interested um, in hearing the answers. And um, and uh, it's much more natural also to ask, okay, who actually asked this question? Of course, as a te- teacher, you know it, but you can, yeah, yeah. You can still uh, make these kind of questions. You can also group questions that, okay, well, these five questions were kind of the same question. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you can form groups based on these questions. That's that's. Uh, I mean, it it brings a lot of lot of opportunities for kind of uh, designing the uh, the session to be more learning oriented. Yeah. And and I think that that's like um, one of the interesting parts of this kind of um, 
cloud reachers, um, like kind of sharing these insights, what you just shared, for those um, for those of our colleagues who might be like too busy um, looking at new things or trying out new things. So this is like a like a really quick and dirty way of trying out new ways and learning and you know being inspired. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And uh, this is, I mean, we. All of us uh, have been inspired by, like I said, uh, I was inspired by my boss back in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, now it would be really fantastic, uh, and uh, we have already evidence about it in within Aalto University when we are creating a coaching network around online and blended learning. Mm. People are sharing these uh, insights, uh, their experiences, and others are inspired, and they are happily um, trying out new things in mm. their own mm. courses. Wow, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, can it be better? Yeah, exactly. And I think like that kind of nicely taps into like this um, whole kind of technological advances because I mean, technology has been advancing so fast over the last years and decades that we actually can afford to try out new things and see like how they actually support and and it's not only like you know this high tech but also low tech you know pen and paper and even yeah exactly and I I don't always um, understand people if if you look at how how is the generic discussion it's um, it's so many papers starting with this kind of okay this all the time more and more information available mm. you can easily seek for information everything is online anyways. Um, But uh, it's less uh, discussion about the um, importance of questions. I mean, people still have questions. Mm. They still mm. have questions. I mean, if you look at Google or other search engine logs, um, people uh, post questions I mean, yeah, yeah. in forms of keywords or actual questions. And they still struggle to find information. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's, still a, it's still a problem. So um, how about we design also learning to be around these questions that actually matter. Yeah, yeah. Rather than trying to deliver some information that is perhaps outdated, <laughs> perhaps uses <laughs> yeah, exactly. examples from 90s yeah. and so on. So really yeah. um, challenges, problems that are relevant 2018 or 2019, if you are listening to this yeah. next year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and I and looking at our um, guest lineup for, for the for this uh, season one, I think we're going to be like really um, hearing a lot more from diverse fields on how people are creating these spaces for for inquiries and questions to emerge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looking forward. So um, we have been um, talking with uh, Laura Kalbach from India, uh, who just wrote a book about accessibility and also audiobook version of it. Mm. I mean, how online can it be? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, Heather Bird also from Link Research um, Laboratory from the University of Texas. Uh, Dale Fordes from University of Dallas. Uh, Anna-Kaisa Kultima from our um, games um, and gamification initiatives at the Aldo University, uh, organizing a lot of game jams and yeah. so on. Yeah. And also newly appointed uh, professor of practice uh, on technical um, education, Maria Klavert. Yeah, so it's, uh, and uh, it's, we will have more guests uh, signing up. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, much, much more. Just always wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you have any, I think we are slowly running out of time, but do you, do you have any closing thoughts? Like, you know, what... Um, 
what would be like your teaser for for our listeners? Like what what would be your selling point for checking out the next episode? Yeah, well, uh, media. I mean, like we were talking earlier, learning with media, learning through media, podcast. I mean, this podcast is is media essentially. This yeah, is one yeah. form of media. Yeah. And I really wish that people would learn something from this podcast series, from this media. Um, you don't have to take it uh, just as it is, but also perhaps organize sessions around it. Mm, perhaps mm. let your students or your colleagues uh, listen to it and then have a discussion. I mean, <laughs> we are happy to join also your discussions. And also uh, think of these um, episodes as, as stories. I mean, as, as I yeah, mean, yeah. it's essentially a story. We have in this uh, podcast, we have two persons sitting in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and uh, hopefully we have a lot of twists and uh, and uh, and if different uh, points to share uh, within the season one. And yeah, yeah, let us know about the about your thoughts. What did you learn? That would be really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. post via Twitter or some other media. Yeah, yeah. What did you learn? Exactly, like media uh, channel of your choice, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and I think like just kind of building on top of that, um, what what you mentioned about these grand challenges, like I would like to hear, or like um, I'm looking forward to hearing like how people are blending this uh, division between uh, the university and the society. I think that would be also really interesting uh, to kind of hear more about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have to perhaps we have to organize another episode of that, <laughs> just around that. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. This was first episode of Cloud Reachers season one. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks also from my side. Remember, we have a Twitter account, uh, Cloud Reachers. So far, zero followers, but <laughs> perhaps with this episode one, we have yeah. at least you, so one more yeah. follower. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>